Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. for you today. You know, it's that week in between, right? Christmas and the new year. And we're thinking, oh my gosh, should I be running more? Should I be journaling more? Should I be picking my word for the new year? And I say, I'm ready to just be. It's a good time of year to kind of think about what's next, but I'm granting you permission not to put too much pressure on yourself. To that end, I thought, you know what? How about if I have a conversation with somebody that many of you are familiar with and somebody that I feel is just coming alive? And it was great because I'm talking about Lori Siebert and she shot me a text and said, hey, I have this idea, which I'll talk about. We'll talk about a little bit more in a second. But she said, let's talk about aging and kind of knowing what you want to do, busting out a little bit, playing with ideas. And so that is exactly what we talk about. She's made a lot of changes in the last few years, and she's going after the things she's always dreamed of. Lori has a very whimsical design sense and loves to play with color to give each collection that she designs its own unique personality. She started taking private art lessons at the young age of seven and continued to study art throughout high school. This led to a degree in graphic design from the University of Cincinnati, and she opened her own design firm just three years out of college in 1987. So you know that she's got tons of experience and great tips and just more creativity than you can imagine. Lori's firm, Alika Studios, has developed branding and design programs for all sorts of influential clients. Lori began the art licensing arm of her business 15 years ago now and works with several top manufacturers in the gift and home deck industry. She's also the co-founder of Art Biz Jam, which is a very cool retreat that we touch on. Lori also hosts and teaches at several creative retreats each year. One of her greatest honors is being an ambassador for Gudrun Sojin, her favorite fashion and home textile designer. I'm telling you all this because we refer to a lot of it in our conversation and you'll have a little sneak peek. Lori creates every day in her home studio in Kentucky, sewing, sculpting, drawing, painting, meeting with clients and developing concepts with her very talented team. Back in episode 43, if you go have a listen or if you've heard it already, you hear me having a great conversation with Lori and her very, very creative daughter, Kenzie. 
and you might know Kenzie as Snippets of Whimsy. So Lori and Kenzie and her design team just make magic happen. So come along with me, put your wishes and thoughts and any pressure things aside and take a listen to this episode because I think what it's going to do is give you permission, permission to be you. That's my main goal here. And you know what? Just a side note, my gosh, this week has been tricky already. It's flooding here in Washington state on my little island. And um, that's a new one for me. And it's super, super high tides. They call them king tides. And uh, well, wish me luck. It's supposed to be just as high tomorrow with 20 mile per hour winds. So I'm sending this off with lots of love. Have a great time listening to Lori and her wise words. And here is to a wonderful 2023. Oh, thank you for sending me that text last week or the week before. With this yeah. Good idea. good idea for a conversation. And I, honestly, Lori, I think that we should be talking to each other much more frequently. Uh, I think so too. Cause I feel like I have a lot to say these days. I've, you know, I've been around doing this for a long time. You and have in all the good ways. I- I'm coaching our daughter, Kenzie, who's, you know, she's, she struggles with different things. And so I'm always talking her down off the limb and, you know, the whole comparison thing and all, all the things. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's the beauty, I guess, of being a little older is you do have a little bit of perspective and you've experienced things so you can share that. Exactly. We're sometimes we're still talking ourselves down, but the limb is we don't care as much how we exactly. land, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. All right, I'm just gonna yeah. jump. Yeah. All right. I'll jump, and if I land there, that's great. If I land over here, maybe that's good too. Maybe I'll I'm supposed to. I'll figure <laughs> exactly. it out. Instead of wait, isn't this supposed to be the exact plan? Exactly. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. You learn quickly that any exact plan is laughing at you. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So your text to me was great because you said, you know, I've had these massive changes in my life, which we'll talk about. And I, you know, turned 60 and I just realized. So talk, tell me a little bit about kind of what some of these things you've been thinking about, because I think it will relate to many, whatever decade you're in, what whatever space you're in, we come to that place. We're like, oh, what am I doing? Well, I to go back a little bit on the things that led here, it's sort of this little stew of things that all happened together. So I lost my parents within the span of a year. My mom in 2020, my dad in 21. Yeah. Um, COVID. Yeah. We left our agent, our I license our art licensing agent of over 15 years. So Huge. that was a big change. We sold our studio that we were in for 30 years and we were able to take that money and pay off all our debt, which was awesome. Um, And I turned 60. And so in that stew of all that stuff, I just started really thinking about, all right, you've been doing a lot of things that I've always been blessed with a creative career and doing things that are creative. I mean, right from the get go. But I think it's more about fine tuning and really, really focusing on what you authentically from your heart want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what I really have set my quest on for this next leg of the journey is, you know, really breaking it down into like, what are the different paths that I want to head down? Because if you don't, I mean, you, 
I do set goals, loose goals. And like you said, opportunities pop up and you like, oh, I think I'll try that. And it, it, it leads you down a little side street. But for the most part, I, I am thinking about, okay, what are these paths that I want to focus on uh, going forward? And it's a really good exercise to think about. So for me, it's I love travel and I started teaching retreats about well, we started Art Biz Jam over 10 years ago, and then I did creative retreats. And so now I, I want to do more in different locations and I'm co-hosting or co-teaching with different people and, and then different people have asked me to teach. So I'm not hosting them, but they're hosting and I'm teaching. And what I'm finding about that that I love is I'm just meeting all these new people and yeah. they're all kindreds. You know, when you're yeah. a creative person and you're with other creative people, they're your people. And yes. so I've just been making these really great relationships. So that's that's a path. I also decided I want to paint more from a more fine art perspective and paint larger canvases. So I connected with the gallery in Cincinnati and I've been, you know, over the last couple of years have entered their yearly competition and have gotten a piece in or, you know, every year and I've sold one. And so I've just been kind of, you know, planting these little seeds and then nurturing them by reaching out to different people and, you know, I've, I've been doing collaborative things, you know, people that I find really interesting. I want to, I want to do something with them. So I reach out for collaboration. So that's another thing. Um, I'm still doing licensing, but really, really um, pulling back on that a little bit and really focusing on the companies that I really want to work with and the kind of product that I really want to design. I love that. Because as you know, I mean, when you're in art licensing, at least my experience over the years has been, you have to do Christmas and that means what sells is traditional and that means Santas and snowmen and, you know, I don't always want to paint that stuff. So yeah. I'm trying to do more things that I want to paint that I think are interesting that I would put in my own home. And just really being a lot more mindful about what it is to be authentic. Oh my gosh, there's so much there. I like that. I mean, all of it makes so much sense. And I feel like, gosh, Lori, just watching you in the past, I don't know, I'd say a couple of years, really, because you you sort of, you've been blossoming to, to pick a word because that's part of one of the things you've actually been working with, but but I was looking at your Instagram and there's so much there that it's so joyful. It's so you, it's so, and it, and it's not prescribed at all. It's just like, oh my gosh, I feel like doing this and look at this wonderful workshop that I attended and here's what I did, or here's what I taught, or, you know, I just felt like cutting things up and putting them back together in another way. And I feel like and I, oh my gosh, I tell this to people all the time. If you show people what you love to do, then that's what they're attracted to. And if you're only showing them what you did in a class or what you thought you should do, then that's what they're going to see, right? But when you have the time, and if you don't have the time, y'all make the time to, I mean, easier said than done, but but really, 
not. You can, because when you make the time to make your own things or, or what you're passionate about or what's even just what's bubbling up a little bit, those companies that you're choosing to work with, when they look right, I mean, I'm kind of stating the obvious, but there it is. And I would imagine the projects you're getting are are just lighter. Like you're not banging your head against the wall thinking, what can I do for this company? They're they're saying, they're saying, your birds are amazing. Let's, you know, I'm guessing, but is it working about that way? Yeah, it is. But, you know, the other thing that I sort of told myself, and this actually started with the first um, Instagram challenge that I did, and that was during COVID. Um, two things during COVID. One was the artful junk bird thing, which all oh, that's another story. But um, I started the first Instagram challenge and it was feathered friends because I love painting flowers and birds. And you were the one that suggested to do them every other month. And what those do for me, and I'm finding for a lot of other people is I'm, you know, when you're in art licensing for 15 years, when I would paint, I would always want to justify the hours that I was spending painting. So I would always paint thinking, oh, can this be licensed? Will Midwest American consumers buy this? You know, right. is, is it too weird? It has to be kind of normal and in that like sweet spot where it's not too weird. And those, those challenges have kind of given me the permission to just not care about that. Yeah. And um, I'd always wanted to paint in a journal and I didn't do that forever because it's harder to scan those images if you want to license them and, you know, all that right. stuff. But, oh, but my gosh, your journals these days. Oh, well, so I, good. Look, you know, I was looking at Jennifer Orkin Lewis and how she's made that a practice. And yep. I always kind of, I don't know, in my mind, it's a little bit of a legacy, like, I like, I love the idea of passing those on to my kids because they, you know, even when I look back on them a year later and I'm like, oh, I painted that. Oh, (laughs) that's, that's pretty cool. I don't remember. Like, I don't know. I just get in this zone where I'm just, I'm not caring as much about who's going to like it, who's going to buy it. Just, you know, just doing it for the pure joy of doing it. Well, and I noticed too that some of the things that I was noticing in your journals are linked to challenges, either yours or the one right. um, Kenzie did with some friends that was that was the still life one favorite right. things. And and oh my gosh, I love that because I could, I was just kind of in my mind watching you kind of go around and say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the you know when I was in. At my first workshop, I made these two things and I'm going to paint them in the color. Like you give that thing a whole nother life by doing that. And the colored, even the color background you you use, it just, I could see you playing, you know, just kind of letting it flow. And it felt, it was just delightful. Well, it's really fun that the favorite things thing came from um, the challenge with Sally Swindle and Mm -hmm. So I did a, Kenzie and I did a draw along with her and we collected. Yeah. I did one a, last week. Yeah. And I missed it. I was so bummed. That was so I, funny. I have to see if I can get the recording. Anyway, um, I'm such a collector and I have all these favorite things and the idea of like looking at them and drawing them and painting them was, 
it's really interesting to me. And it kind of like brings back when you're drawing them, it brings back all the memories of where you found that thing, why you love that thing. And I don't know, I just, I want to keep that practice up. I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to with that challenge because I was really busy, but I, I just, I have a hoard of all these things now that I want to fill that journal up with. And again, I think that's going to be a really good thing to hand down to my kids because yes. they'll see, you know, those were my favorite things. And those were right. things that- It's not just art, beautiful art. It's, it's meaningful because you, you chose to paint those things that were, that meant something to you. I love that idea. Right. Right. So we, we have a bunch of really good challenges coming up in 2023, which, um, you know, thanks to you again. <laughs> well, I don't know. have <laughs> been doing it now for uh, a couple of years. I honestly, you all, if listening, if you haven't gone over and followed Lori Siebert or her lovely daughter, Snippets of Whimsy, um, the challenges that we're referring to are creative challenges that run every other month and they're not super jam-packed. Usually it's every three days, but the amazing thing is Lori and Lori and Kenzie are partnering with artists to do these, but then companies or some other, you know, someone or business in the creative community, like Uppercase Magazine or Little Rogers or, you know, whomever that might be, but there are eyeballs on your work in this challenge. I mean, there are on all challenge, but this is specifically market work oriented. I am always looking at those challenges. I love them. I just like, that's my, if I want to look at something nice, you know, it used to be, you know, go watch something, but now I'll just follow this hashtag for an hour. (laughs) I, I just love doing them because I love, I'm such a groupie of how people think. I love to see how people think. And, you know, sometimes other people have said they, they intimidate them because they see all the the gorgeous work and they compare themselves and all of that. I don't really think that way. I really just, I don't know. I just, it lights me up to see how people think and how they work and how much beautiful work there is out there and talent. Yeah. And the cool thing is too, as I, I know we both have found and how we've found each other a long, long time ago, but the, this creative space and this creative community is so um, welcoming. It's generous. Yeah. It's supportive. It's, you know, you, you totally. can't wait to meet some of these people you've known online forever or whatever that might look like. It's, I know we're lucky that way. We are very lucky that way. Yeah. I like all the years I've been doing Instagram, I've been really lucky. And maybe it's because I don't put myself out there politically, but, um, I, I've only had like one or two, sort of mean not mean but sort of comments yeah that's that's and and you know I I feel really lucky about that Mm -hmm. yeah because it's not always that way I know I know there are a lot of weird trolls and those stupid hackers and all that stuff going on but I try not to think about all that stuff and just keep moving forward I think you're genuinely you're you're not fake positive. You're like, Hey, here's my day. You know, we, we, we can all, 
we all know it when we're watching somebody who's like it's scripted, but you're you're sharing what's happening, what you're experiencing. And I think this goes back to the whole like, oh, my gosh, I've lost my parents all at once. So I, I'm untethered in that way. I turned 60. I've I I was able to pay off my bill. Like there's things that have that are catapulting you into like, this thought process of what yeah. is it? And I um all huge things, but you know, and I I guess what I wanted, why I reached out to you in the text is I I kind of wish I hadn't waited. <laughs> That's sort of you know I I wished oh, I yeah. I did it didn't take like like my I've been going to physical therapy and my the physical therapist said you know half the time I. I don't see people or they don't start doing things until there's an issue or a problem or Mm -hmm. they're, they're hurting instead of, you know, starting yoga 30 years ago. Cause I was kicking myself for that. I'm like, I wish I'd started stretching and all this. And she goes, well, you know, you're here, you can't look back. You're moving forward from this point. But, um, you know, I'm already telling Kenzie, I'm like, start stretching now. And I, that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you about all this because it's like if if I had known I just would have made changes maybe earlier on on what I was focusing on and what I was driving towards um I think sometimes I uh I'm loyal to a fault so sometimes that we stayed in situations longer than we should have and yep um we, sh- you know, I just think really paying attention to how you're feeling and what you're doing and what your stress level is and all of that, and just continually making adjustments to the goals you're setting and how you're going about reaching them. I think it's just a really good thing to do. I mean, you, we've got to realize that we are, our body is, is something that we have to treat as as a machine that's carrying us through so we have to we have to care for that in a certain way and 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 you know I have a couple of questions that I wrote down when I was thinking about this because and and that's a it's a perfect thing to say I wish I'd known sooner because often we're too we're too busy or we think oh you know I'm 27 and 60 seems like, you know, 160. And now we're at, now we're at 60 and it feels like 35, you know, it's just, except maybe I should have stretched sooner, but you know, it's really wild how I remember my mom saying something like, Oh my gosh, I look at the mirror and I see these wrinkles, but I don't feel like I have wrinkles. And I I remember at the, I don't know how old I was probably a teenager thinking, well, but you know, you're old and she was probably 40, you know? Well, I have an experience so clear that when my dad turned 60, he had a birthday, we had a birthday party for him and we played this video, which was like, you know, a five minute video that went from us being little kids to now, like in a flash. Mm -hmm. And my dad was not a super emotional guy. He was very stoic and he like was tearing up and he said, make sure you enjoy every minute because it goes by in the blink of an eye. And like, I just like kind of froze and that just stayed with me. And not that I completely acted on it, but now that I am at that point, God, is it true? And, um, 
So the other thing that the reason I reached out to you too is since I am at retreats and I'm with a lot of women and some of them, they're all, they're all different age ranges, but they're more on my side of the age range. And I've also been meeting women who have, they've spent their whole lives basically caring for other people. And one woman in particular who came to a retreat this past May, she was in social work for 40 years. Mm. She retired and she was just feeling lost and, you know, didn't feel like she, her purpose was there. And by the end of the week though, she was a different person. We're like, your husband's not going to know who you are because (laughs) he was creating and, flexing her creative muscles and, you know, I've just encouraging her to do that. So I just, I hear that from a lot of women that either they're, they've spent all that time doing things for others and now they don't know really what to do with themselves or on the other side, which I love is that a lot of women are saying, this is my time. This, I'm, I'm at this point in my life and I'm going to do the things that I love to do and the things that light me up. And I just, I just want to say bravo because yes, yes, that's, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I, I think I'm what I'm imagining. There's several people listening that are thinking, well, you know, how do I get there as, as women or mothers, there's often a big, you know, kind of mental load or, or, a feeling of responsibility that I think plays into, you know, serving others and putting right. ourselves second. Um, it would be good to talk about some of the ways we could lighten that load or look at it differently so that we can then play into those desires we have. Well, I think even if it's little things, you know, you just, if you can make some kind of a practice of stealing away just a little bit of time for yourself. I mean, I look at Ken's and she's, she has two little guys and, and she's very much in demand for her work and, you know, she's working a lot, but she's been, you know, with my encouragement, I'm always saying to her, make, you know, you got to play and she does a really good job. She and Jameson, her husband, they, they know how to go have fun and make that time for themselves. And I just think that's really important. So even if it's, you know, you get up a half hour earlier in the morning to have some quiet time to yourself to draw or paint or learn how to crochet or, you know, whatever, little thing is in your heart that you've been thinking about and wanting to do or wanting to try, then, then try it. Don't wait. And just little steps. I mean, that's kind of how I get through. Somebody asked me how I get through all my deadlines because I usually do have a pretty heavy workload, but I just bite off little pieces like every day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'll say, okay, this day I'm going to work on this project tomorrow. I'm going to work on this project and And then like little by little, I end up getting to the end and I'm able to meet the deadline because I've been fighting off these little pieces along the way. That's so good. And I think, again, having been creating art and, and, you know, having an agent for 15 years that you were working towards projects for and, and, but all along the way, you know, keeping, 
your fingers on the pulse. You you did have to manage a lot. So you learned, I would imagine, um, how to do that well. But now when you're giving more time to yourself, you know, it, I, it's gotta be really interesting to see kind of how, how you do it. Like, how do you, do you have any suggestions on how do you manage your time and begin to take action to, to those things? Do you, do you suggest making a plan or being more, more fluid with it? Do you think? Well, I know you were talking about on one of the chats recently that you're not a list maker and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm not a big planner. Like I've never made a business plan in all the years I've been in business. We, we never have because things change all the time. So I feel like we make a business plan and it's out the window the next, you know, next two months. So if you're going to go with the things that matter, yes. Right. Um, but I am a list maker and I am a goal setter and like, I've already written out a list for myself of things that I'd like to do in 2023. And that was one of the things I was wanting to challenge everyone listening to do. Um, I'm, I'm coaching or I'm, what am I called? I'm called a master, which is funny on a site called Masterius. So I had one mentoring group already about art licensing. I'm going to start another one in January, which we actually still have some openings um, in that group. But the one of the things that I challenged them to do initially, and this can be fun, you can do it visually and illustrated or whatever, but I love the exercise of mind mapping. Mm-hmm. And what you basically do is you just, it's like a brain dump sort of like the artist, um, the morning pages that the artist way talks about, but in a visual visual sense. And you basically start with yourself in the middle and then you just put all these bubbles coming out from you of all the things that are in your mind that you want to do. Like just don't hold back and write everything down, illustrate it. I think when I did my first one, I made it into a tree and I had all these branches coming off that I illustrated. And then the the important thing is now you've gotten all that out of your head. Cause when you're a creative person, you usually have like 10 billion things that you want to do in your head at one time. Yes. Um, so the next part's really important. And that is go back and look at that list and star the maybe two, three things that are just really calling to your heart the most. Like, what do you really, really, really have passion around right now? Yeah. Yep. And, and then set some goals around that and, you know, give yourself maybe this is what I want to accomplish by this time. And then back up from that time, like say in three months, like one of mine is I want to learn procreate and I need to follow my own advice on this one. Cause things keep getting in the front of that. But, you know, I bought a course from Beth Buffington. Oh, good. I was going to say, I hope you know about Beth Buffington. <laughs> oh yeah. So I have the course. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say now by the end of next year, I want to have least at least dabbled in it and be not, totally proficient because I'm not going to put that pressure on myself but you know I've set those things in place I have the course I bought the apple pen or whatever the pencil um so I've got those things in line and now I can dive in and maybe by the end of next year that's my goal I'll be able to play with it more 
Oh my gosh, it's going to happen way sooner than that. And Kenzie must be so proud of you. Well, she's like, she's like, mom, when did you say you were going to start playing with that? <laughs> oh, my husband. I'm like, because I traveled a lot this fall. And I said, when I get back from all my retreats and my travels, that's when I'm diving into Procreate. And then all this other stuff came up. So I'm like, he's like, uh, so when's that going to happen now? <laughs> well, you know, she has a class starting in February. Another one? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yes, indeed. As a matter of fact, we recorded yesterday about it. Oh, yeah. She's got some three workshops in January. Will you where you'll play a little bit, and uh-huh. then if you have bought the course, the next round starts in February. So check well, out her website. Yeah, I better get on that. Okay, so if you're doing it, I will too because I have my iPad right here. It's dead as a doornail. <laughs> <laughs> It just sits there. And, you know, once in a while when I go on a trip, I take it and I doodle around with Procreate. But I, I have not dug in deep enough to know, to to get to be doing what I want. So let's yeah. both do that. Yeah. yeah, I have some specific things I want to do with it. I have, I have an idea in my mind that I want to. And it, I just like the idea of, you know, I don't have to drag out all my paints. And I, even though I love painting and I do what. Right pretty much every day but sometimes like I just want to be able to sit in front of the tv and draw or paint and or still what- do it yeah yeah I right. can't wait to see Lori what this does for you because you have you're so textural and you have so many kind of you're so layered but you do things in such different ways I can't wait to see how this tool and from what Beth says you know just learning all the different nuances about it Ooh, can't wait what's gonna be well and I think one of my inspirations is Kenzie because, you know, well, she, mine too. Good she grief. started on Procreate and just, oh my God, things she just She uses it so well. She's so, you know, she's one of those people I just love. And for those of you listening, Kenzie, Snippets of Whimsy is Lori's um, very capable and creative daughter. And I think um, growing up in the vicinity of somebody doing all this and how cool that she chose to of course that that's just happens to be what she did but she's heard it it's you know it's like we all have you know circumstances where we're listening to our elders talk about certain things and her mine was I I grew up in a very creative household too and I chose to do it my way but I I really have that in my memory bank you know I have right how my mom calling out certain colors or how things went together or the detail on something um, or what it was called or, you know, just, I'm so grateful for that. And um, how cool now to be able to have it go the other way a little bit too and and have her inspire you. Um, Oh, totally. She, you know, she just really has taken off. Um, And really it came from, she, she started with procreate, which it, it, it was helpful because she already knew Photoshop and Illustrator. So right. she was adapt pretty quickly. Um, but she made a pact with herself that she wanted to draw every day. And she's she's pretty much done that. And I think she's really found her voice and she's grown in confidence. And um, yeah, she's I'm just- quick. She's she's a good communicator. She has many of the skills that are important. Yeah. The only, the only downside is initially when she first worked with us, like I would, I would do the concept thing and all of that. And she would do some of the execution and 
everything she did, you know, she'd send me the email back and I'd be like, yep, she nailed it. It's exactly what I was thinking. Great. No, no art direction. Now, because she's so much in demand, I can't get her to do my stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bit of a bummer because I'm like, Ken, can you work on this? Blah, blah, blah. And Mom, I've got this. I got this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> Dang, I birthed a success. <laughs> I know. Steve says, I think I told you this. He says, you're a has-been. She's the it girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, contraire. That's exactly what we're talking about is how you are just people you're people people really know who you are because you are bringing so much to them you know it's really really so well, fun to watch you know i i feel like i'm just now starting and it, yeah that, that's kind of the other thing that i wanted to talk about is like no one should be discounted for what age they're they are um because i don't know i feel like in this age range and i've i've heard other celebrities who are in this age range to talk about it like they feel freer more confident more authentic more um based in what they really love than ever before in their lives and so you know maybe i'm a has-been in certain areas and that's that's okay with me because i'm growing in other areas that i really grow in you're choosing the direction you want to go in. I think one of the things for me, which you you spoke to as well, is is the time we have, right? Because when you're 30, it seems to stretch on forever. And then when you're 60 and you think, uh, okay, 40 was yesterday. And that was 20 years ago, which means in 20 years, which is going to be a blink, I'm going to be 80. Like, that's a crazy mind bender. Crazy. Hey, creative friends. I want to share something with you. I want to make sure you know about Beth Buffington's fantastic class, Learn the Art of Procreate. What will you create today? Where will your imagination take you? A park? The beach? Or maybe your creative day is a bit of a time crunch, cluttered with waiting for someone, or in your car, at the airport, in a doctor's office? Well, with Procreate, you can work anywhere you want to. Bring your iPad along and you'll easily be able to work on your art. Think how wonderful it would be to create wherever you'd like. That's the power of Procreate, a drawing app to use with your iPad and Apple Pencil that can transform your creative practice. If you are curious about learning more, join Beth Buffington for her online course, Learn the Art of Procreate. It doesn't matter if you're a complete beginner with no experience in drawing or a professional illustrator. Beth is a fantastic, patient, thorough teacher, and with this class, she'll help you start a professional journey, play with Procreate for projects on the side, or learn how to make eye-catching digital paintings and illustrations just for fun. Enrollment opens on January 20th and class begins February 1st. And you can join Beth for a free Procreate workshop on January 20th, 24th, or 26th. To learn more about the free workshops and Beth's wonderful class, visit www.bdi-create.today backslash windowsill. I know that's a lot, so I'm going to say it one more time. Visit www.bdi-create.today bdi-create.today backslash windowsill for more information. You can hop on the wait list and be the first to know when enrollment opens very soon. I know you'll love it. Well, that's why one of my 
people because you'll ask this question about who's inspiring you. Yes, I will. One of mine is Iris Apfel because she's over 100 years old and look at her. I mean, she has a new rug collection out. Oh my God. I just, I love her so much and I love her spirit so much. I just, gosh, anybody who hasn't watched the documentary about her, you need to watch it. I actually had a dream a couple months ago that I was somewhere at a cocktail party and they told me, they, I, I, they asked me like, who's your, who inspires you? Maybe it was you in my dream. <laughs> I said, it was Iris Apple. I'm like, oh, well, I know her. I, let me call her right now. And they called her and I got to go to her house. This was oh all in. Gosh. So I was there with, with she and her husband, which I know he's not alive, but in my dream, he was there. So I was hanging out with them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't discount that. I would say you can make that happen. I love that. But I, I would love to meet her. Oh my God. That would be amazing. You guys would spend a pretty fascinating afternoon. I think she yeah. would enjoy it just as much. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I've illustrated her once. I probably need to paint her again. Oh, that'd be good. She's a hero for sure. Well, do that in one of your journal pages. One of your yeah. one of your favorite things. I did see her follow her around kind of while she was sitting, but um, at a gift show or it was Surtex, I think stationary show, one of them. Anyway, she was there to promote something or she was just, she was back and forth in the aisles and those fabulous glasses and layers of necklaces. And I I know uh, this was probably eight years ago, but yeah, pretty awesome. Going through her closet and just looking at all patterns and colors and oh my god I would take 2,000 pictures I know I know (laughs) (laughs) I want to circle back to um many of these things but um the goals and since it's the end I I jumped on recording this because I thought what a perfect thing as we're you know transitioning from one year to the next. And sometimes that feels really daunting. And sometimes it can feel, for me, it feels freeing. It feels like a new calendar, a new journal, a new, you know, those things. But um, I think a lot of times we set objective goals, like, like, which are great too. Like I'm my, one of mine is join Lori in the procreate class, you know, make (laughs) more money, wake up earlier, be more productive, but I think we forget about um, how we want to feel and how these objectives are going to get us to those feelings or, right. or if they'll get us to those feelings. And, and I think this plays really well into kind of where you are right now, because I feel like you're, you're feeling it. You're, you're feeling these objective goals, but you're emo- you're emotionally owning it in a different way too, or maybe releasing some of it. What do you think about that as, as we get to these different stages? Well, what popped into my head, um, and I've shared this before somewhere along the way, but when I was in my mid thirties, I pretty much hit a brick wall and I was just like an emotional mess. And I worked with a leadership coach at that point. And we, we, we didn't meet in person. We met over the phone, like once a week for months And one of the exercises she had me do was 
really look at your life in terms of um, like all of the pillars, um, how like your physical, your like your health, your family, your faith, how you dress, where you live, what you create, like all of the things that make up your life. And then she had us had me write what is the current vision or what's happening now in all of these areas. And what's your vision, your dream vision for how you want it to feel and look. And, mm-hmm. and that was a really, really powerful thing to do. And that along with doing the morning pages, which um, in the artist way, she it's an exercise where basically when you wake up every morning, you just journal for three pages, stream of consciousness, whatever comes out of your brain, just dump it on the page. And I I recently just reread the one from my thirties and I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on in my brain then. But have you been doing it that long? I have not. Um, I did it during that period when I feel like I really needed it. I'm not a real regular journaler, which I wish I was. And I might, I might start doing more of that. Just, I feel like now that I'm in a really more positive place, I kind of be able to write more about that. Um, But yeah, I think that's a really good exercise is not only think about work goals because life is not all about work and projects and it's about everything. So that's the thing, you know, I've, I have arthritis in my back and hips and I'm like, damn, why wasn't I doing this and this years ago? And I'm like, okay, you didn't. So now what are you going to do now? Um, Oh, I'm playing pickleball. We bought a Peloton for our Christmas present to each other. I've been trying and I'm going to be better in January to eat more anti-inflammatory foods. And it makes a huge difference. All the things, because I'm thinking, okay, Lori, if you want to travel to Europe and teach at these retreats and walk everywhere and experience these places, you better be able to do it. And if you're wanting to do it, you better get like really healthy so that you're able to keep up. Well, see, that goes along with listening to yourself and, and you're not doing it. It sounds like to me that you're not doing it because somebody told you you had to. You're doing it because you chose to. Right. You know, right. and I just have to say, having gone through some health stuff, your arthritis is going to get better when you stop eating gluten. Yeah. I, you <laughs> know, it's so true. It's I've been really cutting out mostly bread for the most part. And it it really does make a huge difference. It's bizarre. The difference that if you find out the things your body is not um, in tune with so much anymore. And that's another thing as we age. And I don't know, some of it I feel like has been there a lot longer than we, than we know, but things really change. It's pretty cool that we can do something because you know, it's not when I first asked my regular doctor about it, he said, well, I can't really help you with that. So it's like, okay. I'm just going to sit over here and think about it for a minute then until I figure out somebody who can. They say that, don't they? They do. But I was, I was at, um, Les Sores on Glaze and Katie, cause she was watching me walk and she's Mm -hmm. like, what's going on with your back or why you look like you're hurting. 
And I was, and she was telling me that her husband, Mike, had, he was basically in a wheelchair in his mid forties. And he went on this radical. I don't think I could do the one he did. He like what I think ate nothing but grapes and water for three weeks. And then, yes, on, that's a thing. I've heard of that on a raw uh, vegetable diet for over two years. So I actually bought a book about inflammation and um, I don't, I can't think of the name of the book right now, but um, it, it really broke down what um, inflammatory foods can do to all aspects, like your brain function, your joints, everything. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. I, so I think more knowledge has been helpful too, because I've actually been interested in this and reading more and, and I guess I've made the time for it because I know that my other, it goes hand in hand with some of my other goals where I want to be able to travel and move my body for the next however many years. Yeah. And yeah, that also probably came from watching my parents decline. Right. Cause I saw what happened with them and I'm like, Oh, okay. That was in, that was eye opening. And yes. And you I watched that for a long time. You've lost your parents in the same year, but, but it was a long road. Oh yeah. More so for my mom. Cause she had also, and then my dad went, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. And you know, Lori and our dear friend Paula and I all did a retreat with Amy Butler. And you know, when you're thinking and you're talking about writing things down, that was a time in my life that I was, I was really inspired by that retreat we did with her and just some other work we were all focusing on at that time. And I, I don't know, somewhere, maybe it was way back when I moved to Vashon, but I came across those writings and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, that is so, There, there's a lot that I can learn from that, you know, now. Yeah, actually, Hildy, who was there teaching Intensati, which was kicking our butts. It was. <laughs> Barely walk going home. <laughs> but she's with, I don't know if she still is, but she was with the Handel group. Yep. And the Handel group, does that same life pillar exercise i believe i think that, that's where i did it yeah i think so yeah and it's it's pretty powerful to think not only about because you know you see you get all these emails constantly and on instagram and there it's all about like you know create an email list and do this and do this and it's yeah. all all around business and your I don't know, making more money, being more profitable, what all, all of that. But I think when you really look at your life as a whole, holistically, I think that's more powerful because that's just one piece of your life, you know, your health, oh my gosh, yes, faith and your family and your friends and all of those things. You, you, if you lose like what my coach told me years ago, she said, they're all, they're all part of a chair or a table. And if one leg is weak or it falls down, then the table's not going to stand up. And I thought that was a really great visual because it's true. Well, it's true. And, and it, and it takes me back to you saying you wish you had thought about this sooner because we might get, it's easier to get stuck on, Oh my gosh, I need an email list. than am I taking care of myself so I can use the email list, you know? And, 
And we tend to go towards the thing that's maybe easier to take in small bites. But I I was listening to, I don't know, somebody, a, a podcast where, or maybe it was just a conversation I was having, but when you do one little thing at a time, when you commit to drawing in your journal one page or moving a little bit more that day or eating something different, then you can just, it adds up, right? It's, it's just, we're advising you to start, take that bite, you know? So true. Like I've heard Bonnie Christine talk about how when she started pattern design work and, you know, she just decided that's what she wanted to do. And she wrote down what she needed to do to get there. And, did those things a little bit every day. That's what she made. She made a commitment to herself a little bit every day. And that's what Kenzie yeah. did with procreate and drawing and posting every day. She said a little bit every day. I and want people to DM us and tell us what they're going to do a little bit every day, every week, something. And we yeah. can, we can help hold you accountable. I'm serious. Like I'll hold you accountable to the procreate class and you hold me accountable to the procreate class, you know, and things like that. It's just, I, that's another thing about this community as we were, you know, fawning on it. It's, It's, we, there's a lot of opportunity for, for that, for, for finding places where you can have that accountability, a group and a community and all that. And, you know, just, to go back to your challenges. Those are something where, I mean, there's built-in accountability and taking steps in those. Yeah. You Every three days, you can try something. And the cool thing about it, just to say like Estee McLeod's, the Chloride Combo ones, I hear people saying, or I read people saying so often, I never would have used this color combination. And I'm thinking, it is genius, that color combination and how it's used. And it, those are the things that push us and where we might discover, oh my gosh, I love this color I hadn't thought about, or I love this technique, or I haven't, I really am, I'm going to paint birds for the next six months and you're going to get a lot of work because everybody needs them. And you might not have had you, had you not taken a certain challenge or whatever. So yeah, these are just- all things that lead to it. To an artist today, Joe Turner, because we're going to co-host something together. Um, and she was saying that the flowers, she said she's getting a lot of edit- editorial work lately. And she said the flowers that she created back in my floral challenge last May, um, she's using all of that work in this work that she's doing now. And so all of it, you know, you're participating and I feel the same way. Like I, I have these components and things that have come from the challenges that I'm like now reusing in different ways that I didn't plan on it, but I was, you know, it's just a matter of showing up. You have to show up. And I tell people all the time I show up at streets and they say, you know, I'm not an artist. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not a saxophone player, but I could maybe become one if I practiced and learned and did it diligently. And so I, that's I feel the best quote. It's the same. I, I'm, it's true. Know. But that's a perfect example. It's like, guess what? You could learn a language. You could learn to cook something. You could learn to draw. You could learn to play the guitar. What do you want to do? It takes some repetition and some commitment, but then 
there you are further down the road. There's this, there's this mystery thing about being an artist. I don't know why. I don't know where this comes from, that either you are or you aren't. And I just totally do not believe that at all. Uh, I, and I love when I'm teaching at retreats, especially if there are people that don't do, don't make art professionally and they surprise themselves and they're like, I didn't know I could do that. I'm like, yes, you can. You just, you know, you have to get out of your way and you have to practice. It's practice. Yeah, it really is. You know, um, yeah, this is just a topic that will continue to come back to forever, I think. And, it, and, and, and when you see this from the lens of someone who's been through it more, like we have, it's just like, it's practice, but you, you realize the importance of it and the passion around it. If, cause if you want to do that thing, whatever it is, if you just think about it, time is going to fly by and, yeah. and you might miss your chance. So don't, Yeah, you know, to, you mentioned in your text, um, that you're working on th- your make me happy things. Tell me a few of that. Your make me happy thing, things that are making you happy and that you're excited about. Oh, well, I, I've got a lot of those. <laughs> I love um, it. Well, I'm, I'm co-teaching with Michelle Allen at San Miguel de Allende in February. Fantastic. Go to Alt Summit with Michelle and be her apprentice because she got a mural gig there. And I've You are going to drink that up. You're going to love it. We're going to have a ball doing that. Um, and then I'm teaching in France again in September. And then next 2024, I got accepted to um, a residency at a chateau in France with <sighs> This was another thing that I'd been looking at for years and I, you know, saw other artists who had done it and I'm like, oh, if only I could do that. And finally I got a wild hair and I filled out the forms, never, ever thinking. I'm like, okay, in my head, here are the things that went on. I'm like, oh, they probably won't pick me because I'm an older person and they probably want young people and all of the stuff that you think. So Thanksgiving Eve, it was like 1130 at night and I, no one was up and I read my email and I got an acceptance letter and I was just like, oh my God, I actually am going to go. So So I think I was dancing around when I read that. I am so thrilled for you and you are so deserving. And the rest of us, you know, we're, we're closest and hardest on ourselves, right? Closest to ourselves. And Lori, that is Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Did you say 2024 for that? Yeah. Yeah. It's in March of 24 and I'll be there for two weeks and it's with artists and writers and you get your own studio space and you work on whatever you want to work on. So, you it know, you just remarkable. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, I, I have a friend who did a, a residency through the park system and she was I'm not sure where she was, but she was near water and she said it was just the most dreamy thing. She was, mm-hmm. I think she was there for maybe three weeks and she said she could, you know, eat what she wanted when she wanted work all day and all night. If she wanted like nice. only responsible for just herself and whatever she wanted to create. And she did say the re-entry into real life was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, and, and you know, that, when you think about it, if you have two whole weeks and you've you're very removed from all your responsibilities because you've flown, 
you know, to another country. And, and you, you, it looks like from what I've seen, repeat the name of it for me again. Chateau Orcavo. I think that's how you We'll put it it. in the show notes. O-R-Q-U-E-V-E-A-U-X, something like that. Because it's pretty remarkable. And I, and I think, um, like you said, most, so many of your wonderful trips have been workshops, teaching other people, working together. But imagine finding your place in that chateau, setting up your easel or however you're going to draw, going outside one day and just that it must, it, I can't wait to talk to you after because that, that experience of deep diving into your, it's kind of like the journaling, right? It's like every day for two weeks, every night, however you want to make it work for you. Yeah. That that's like a religious experience. That sounds fantastic. You know, when I, when I teach, I don't usually work on things myself because I want to be available to the people I'm teaching and go around all that. Um, so when I'm in some of these places and everybody's creating, I'm like, well, I want to create too. <laughs> like it's really hard, yeah. but I myself. And when I do create, I'm like totally lost in what I'm working on and I would just ignore everyone. So that's why I don't. Right. Um, so the idea of being someplace magical and just, you know, being able to do and make and create whatever I want is something I've always dreamed about. So of you. I have to say too, just from no us knowing each other for so long and watching ourselves in different or each other in different seasons of our lives, I just my heart is so happy to see you doing things for you. I mean, I I feel you, that way you too. Oh gosh. I, I feel like the podcast and the window show work like the workshops you're doing and I just feel like it's bringing together all the things that are Margot. I mean, because you're the porter of artists, you've always been that way. You know, everybody in the art community. <laughs> so it's, it's such, you know, I feel like you're in that same place. Thank you. Maybe it is reaching that point where, I don't know, maybe COVID helped a little bit, you know, like, I used to think I had to show up in this place with this kind of a career, with this kind of a title and be learning that thing. And now it's like, well, what about all those things that I learned and all those places that I've been and where do I want to be and what do I want to focus on and helping others with, of course, because that's the fun part for me. Totally. I I think COVID, you know, there were, it's, there were a lot of horrible, horrible things about it, but there were a lot of, really positive things. And I think that's one of them. I think people really took that time to reflect and look at how they were living and look, you know, looking at how stressed they are or whatever and deciding, okay, is this what I want to keep doing? Right. You know, one of the things you mentioned in your text was that you've never felt more daring. I think that's a great, to me, that's, to some people that would be really, it's, I mean, it's scary, but it's so exciting to me to think, to think about like, I dare myself, you know, cause that, that makes me smile, you know, it's like, really? Okay. Give me a challenge. I, like, like I've been coaching Kenzie on that. Cause you know, if there's somebody that I really want to work with or whatever, I just yeah. reach out to them and you know, what's the worst that can happen? Either they ignore you, they say, no, they, you know, whatever. And, but why not? Because sometimes yes. like last year I reached out to, 
um, one of the designers who was on Project Runway, COVID Kapoor, who is just uh -huh. so sweet and delightful. And I just sent him a direct message saying, I love your work. And I don't know, I didn't even say anything about a collaboration in my first message. And he answered me. So I went <laughs> a little further. I'm like, hey, would you ever want to collaborate on something? And he answered me. So then I ended up doing a print for him that he used in a, a runway show that he did in Philadelphia. And we Gosh. did a chat and he's just lovely. And yeah, it's because I, I'm sort of a frustrated, wish I maybe had been a fashion designer. And mm -hmm. so I love, I love looking at fashion and fashion designers and what they're doing. And so, you know, that was a way to get my toe into that world a little bit. So hope to do more like that. That was fun. And you said, you know, you ne never say never, Lori. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't, I, I'm a hack seamstress. Like I sew stuff, but it's pretty wonky. I never really learned like how to follow a pattern. Have None you, you know, you've done some really cool things with Gundren Sojin. Did I say that right? Yeah. I don't even know if I said that right. But yeah. what about a collaboration there? I've reached out to them a couple times with that idea, but I think the the hold back there, like designing for them, I think the hold back is I'm I'm not a Swedish designer, and they have all they have a whole in house group of designers that are very talented. Um, but yes. I might do um, like maybe a workshop or something in their New York store at some point, or. Yeah. You know, I mean, you embody it so well with the colors and, and I love seeing that and how, how that just, to me, her clothes make you come alive and you wear them so well. And you, you, you've claimed that for a long time and other brands like that, but yeah, yeah. you're right. If it's, if it's not going to work one way, then what's another way that you can say, I have exactly. an idea for a collaboration and you're surrounding yourself. It's another example of surrounding yourself with people and things that inspire you and light you up. Right. Yeah. And I did mention to one of the other ambassadors, um, Allison, because she's traveled to Stockholm a few times. And I said, maybe we should host a workshop in Stockholm and reach out to Gudrun and, you know, see if we could do part of the workshop there. And so, you know, never say never. Nope. I think that could be your, you know, quote for the year and just not never say never, but always say whenever, you know, some way well, to flip it around. If not when, you know, yeah. I, just I, do it. I, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I just, I would love to touch back into this topic as well and just keep talking about it from yeah. time to time because I, because what that'll do in my mind is just put a spotlight on the adventure and that it's working and, you know, back to the challenges one more time you know a year ago you had done what one or two and now yeah. look there's a year full it's so yeah. exciting I know I look back and I'm like wow that's pretty cool and like the whole also the whole teaching thing and hosting things I wanted to travel and get my way paid for that was my motivation right, right. and you know, I wasn't doing that regularly. So no one's calling me up saying, will you teach at this retreat or will you do right. this? So I'm like, all right, I got to host it myself then. And now 
that I've been hosting my own for several years. Now I'm getting those calls from people saying, yep. will, will you come teach at this? Will you come teach at that? And so, you know, don't, you can't wait on people to call you up, you, and right. you know, you gotta go, go after those opportunities and create them in some creative way. If you're not getting there one way, find another path. It's really just about trying. It's not, it's not impossible. There's, there's several people that I consider, some of you have heard me say this before, that I consider very good friends in my life that I set out and said, I'm going to get to know that person. They do not know me from a hole in the wall. I'm going to, I'm going to figure that out. And I have, I was thinking about that this morning. (laughs) I was listening to one on a podcast. I was like, huh, yeah, you do. when I know, I mean, like I said, you know, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of it has been a fun challenge for myself to say, like, I'm not a weird stalker. I'm just like, hey, let's let's whatever. Know each other. Collaborate. Part, you know. it, part of it is as simple as like when I listen to somebody on your windowsill chats that I think is really intriguing and I love the conversation I send them a message and say, I loved that conversation and I loved what you said about this. And, and then you make that connection and now you're talking back and forth with those people. So I think it's about recognizing other people and what they're bringing to you that you value that cause you to connect with them. I love it. And I love you people out there who are doing this. That's a great example, Lori, of just a way to reach out because um, Margot Kent, who was on a couple of weeks ago, she was saying, I have had the nicest messages from people that some I know, some I don't know. And I've heard that several times from people how after being on, others reach out. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe there's some some kind of mental permission given to say like, oh my gosh, I can relate to this or what you said really made me think. And, and they, you all are telling the guests and that means so much. It's, you know, there's another opportunity to say, reach out, make that connection. This is not an out of reach place. This, these airwaves or whatever we want to call them, you know, it used to be magazines. And now we, now we listen to each other and, and are inspired or we see each other online, but leave somebody a DM if you of their work, or you've heard them on a podcast or something and they've inspired you, let them know because we're all human. And it, it really makes, it's making a difference. I hear it every day. I do that all the time because I, I'm such a creative groupie and I get I'm like a little kid I get excited about people and what they're doing and what they create and and then when I hear them on your podcast I feel like they're my best friend and I know them and I could have coffee with them so I you know I just send them a message and say gosh I love what you said about this and I can relate to this and yeah you know I would say again there's another tip for the new year as we're heading into it take a time to just tell somebody you appreciated what they said or something, you know, like even if it's the person making your, you know, I don't know, your, your latte, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. And I, and I really, I did want to have this conversation as this end of the year looms because it just, it feels 
it just feels so positive to me and so full of promise. And, and I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, it really, it, because it is, I've seen it. I've seen you shining Lori. And it's so, it makes me so happy. I just, I did, I dug into your Instagram and I, you know, I've learned about other people through you and other workshops and, and I just had so much fun, like vicariously living through your colorful well, dancing. So that that text I sent you was probably really late at night and I got one of my wild hairs and I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, I'm just going to send her a text about this idea thinking, Perfect oh, example. my head, I'm like, oh, she probably has a roster of people she's interviewing for the next three years because you know, everyone I do. And I'm like, no way is she gonna you know maybe she'll like this idea but maybe it'll happen like you know I don't know when and you said right back let's do it can you do it next week and I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) well because sometimes you know when things are put in front of us they're there I'm a shiny object person since I'm not a very good list maker (laughs) I have visual lists but I am a person who responds to opportunity because I feel like if I don't I might sometimes miss something so I just didn't want this one to go by so thank yeah. you well thank you because I just it's something I'm really passionate about one thing I want to do in the new year is maybe write more and do more hand lettering because I've always done lettering but I just feel like not that I never had a passion before but I do feel like I have a passion now that I want to share mm-hmm. especially to women in my age range, you know, maybe for all women, but especially women who are a little bit older and feeling like maybe they can't do this or that. It's like, no, 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 go do it. Be your example and let, let me give you a little nudge. Yeah. Go do it. Go do all the things. Well, that's something you can play with in your procreate class. Well, that's, that's funny. You should say that because that's the project I had in mind. Excellent. I love that. You know, I took a Domestica class. I'm sorry, I can't think of the person's name right now, but it was on hand lettering and she recommended some fantastic books. I'll put these all in the show notes. Um, it was a great class and I'm forming letters is one of my favorite things to do. I, when I doodle, it's words usually. So, um, you were just talking about that with Margo or mm, yeah. Was I? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I'm continually fascinated by Yeah, that that. was, that was an interesting conversation because I had to think, do I think in work? No, I I think in pictures for sure. I'm, but, but I love words and I love when, when people can write well. And I've always done lettering, like always. And I really, for art licensing, most collections I letter letter the alphabet myself not a font and so I just want to lean into that a little bit more with the messages that I really want to talk about yeah I was gonna say I think when you have when you are passionate about getting some thoughts out there and I I noticed a a few on your Instagram that just made me think too and I so that's great Lori I can't wait to see see more of those and and again that's that's inviting others to be in conversation, whether they're thinking about it or they actually do respond that putting those thoughts out there is storytelling and it's generous and it's, you know, it's bringing others along, which is what 
what we love to do? Well, I feel like whenever I share something that's going on in my life, that's, that's where the conversations start. And people say, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that same way. And then you can go back and forth versus just, you know, here's the pretty thing that I just drew. I think, you know, sharing more of who you are and what you think about and what you do and what scares you or what lights you up, all of that stuff. That's what makes you who you are. I agree. I love it. Oh, thank you, my dear, for this conversation and the timing of it. And yeah, I'm sure now I'll be, I mean, I told Beth I was going to do the Procreate course, but now I'm really going to do it because I said so right here. Yep. I did too. Once you put it out in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to have asking me, did you learn it yet? <laughs> You'll be seeing us do it. So Iris Apple was a perfect person who is inspiring you. And um, tell me a couple more. A couple more. Well, my, my kids and my, gr- our kids, Steve always says, you always say yours, they're ours, our kids and our grandkids. Our grandkids are so hilarious and so they have such huge imaginations. Um, and we, we actually did a collection. I guess I can talk about it. I don't know. I've done a collection that will be coming out at some point that me, it was three generations, me, Kenzie and Nash oh. all work together. Yeah. So they're both really creative and I think Kenzie's really encouraging that. And of course I do for sure. I'm, I'm the messy encourager because <laughs> when they're at Mimi's house, you know, they're making messes, but Kenzie's a little more tidy about it. Although she's gotten better, but I love, I loved how their brains work. Nice. Um, another one, another person is Monica Michelle, who is the founder of Bloom TV and mm. The reason she inspires me so much is she's she's someone who I think recognizes when I heard she did a podcast, I think, with who was she on with? I can't remember. But anyway, she she recognized at every stage in her what she's done so far when it was time to make a change to get closer to what really lights her up Mm. and. And now creating Bloom TV, she's living in that space where what she's doing is so connected to what she believes in and what she loves and what she thinks. And and then she's really good at um, creating this community that surrounds that, that passion. You know, she kind of just shares her passion and, and brings you along into it. And you just want to, you want to be part of it. So I just think she's really inspiring. That's so great. And, and you've, so uh, we've mentioned a bunch of workshops and things like Bloom TV. I would love to just kind of run down and I'll put them in the show notes, but just so in case people are wondering what it is, tell us a little bit about what Bloom TV is. Uh, Bloom TV is a streaming network for all things floral. So it's subscription based um right now i believe it's still going on where you can get a um a lifetime membership for you and and a friend for um $199 and then i think a lifetime membership for 125 wow. and 
and you'll have access to all kinds of creative material from florists, people who cook with flowers, people who garden, um, artists doing floral-based DIYs, um, just all kinds of really beautiful content. And they are, they're growing and on fire and creating pilots with creators and, you know, they will be, I don't know what network they will be on, whether it will be Hulu or Apple TV. I don't know where they'll land, but they will right now. Right now it's all on, you know, through their website, but yeah, Yeah. yeah, it's pretty only a matter of time. So I have several um, videos on how to videos on bloom and have introduced actually Anna. Yeah. Anna Bianchi has a bloom. Yeah relationship yep. it's pretty fun to see her her go there a few different artist friends who are who are into the floral thing so yeah I just I think it's really that's been fascinating to watch because it came from this little seed and she's making it happen it's just so pretty mind-blowing and the workshops you're doing this year you and Michelle in San Miguel is that the first that's February <laughs> February. And we can find that on your website. Well, um, it's full. It's, it's full. That, Never mind. That's full. that's full. And the one in France in uh, the fall is full. So next year in 2024, I'll be teaching in Italy in the end of August. And we might, we are most likely doing another Art Biz Jam live um, mm. next October. We are finalizing that. Okay. That's great news. We started, my partner Phyllis and I started this, I don't know, over 10 years ago, and then it went virtual during COVID, but it was a live conference once a year where we brought people together and then had artists, and it was based on, really focused on art licensing, but then it grew into how artists can make money in other ways as well, and different uh, product developers like yourself have been presenters and have done portfolio reviews there as well as a lot of other manufacturers. And so we're looking to do it um, in Kansas, near Kansas City next year in October. So Great. that'll be that'll be coming out. Good, good. I've been wondering about that. That's exciting. Good. So lots of lots of ways to find you. Yeah, I'll be around. <laughs> <laughs> You're being your colorful, wonderful, dancing, fabulous, living your best life self. Sometimes I feel bad because like I was at lunch with a friend a couple days ago and she's been having some really hard stuff. And and she said, well, you know, we're all really down and we're all really having a struggle. And and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm kind of really not right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've gone through some hard things, but right now, here and now, things are pretty good. That's right. It's how you it's it's how you look at it. It's how you look at it. And so Well, even when, you know, when my dad was so ill and that was so hard, it was also one of the most precious times that I had within my whole life. So yeah, it was hard, but it was really wonderful at the same time. Mm. There's something so monumental when your parents are not there, you know, all of a sudden you're the, you're the one. Yeah. 
but there was especially with my dad because he never he was so stoic and so independent and didn't want anyone to take care of him the fact that I was able to to care for him at that time and he he allowed that because he needed to Mm. that was like I said it was the closest I ever felt to him yeah I'm glad you had that yep yeah it's it's a treasure yes well as are you my dear thank you for this thanks Margot. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.